And welcome back to the IWC Nation podcast. I'm Matt Harney here with David Downs. Hello. Jason Rausch. What's up? And uh, we got another week of, of, of hot, tasty wrestling news. Mmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yummy. Sucky, man. Um, we're currently watching, uh, what is this? Nicole ECW Bass. 1998. Whenever Nicole Bass is on my screen, my penis literally shrinks. Oh, up there's something. <laughs> Uh, the, the whole fucking show. ECW Living Dangerous in '98. I mean, Barbie D on on uh, you know 420 weekend, of course, showing up. It's with, good. With Spicoli on his back. That's that's a story all, all itself. That's awesome. It's Spicoli. So yeah, that's that's one of our new things. Is uh, there will be not that you guys can see it, but we can see it. There's yeah. going to be classic wrestling playing while we record the podcast. Um, I feel it adds a weird little wrinkle that that maybe we're doing something. Nobody else is doing. Anyway, mm. tough week. Well, I mean, interesting week. We, the, it's tough to start off with. Just a lot of shit happened this yeah, week from yeah. good to bad. It's kind of crazy. Uh, a lot of celebrity deaths, and it even hit the wrestling world. I mean, it hit the political world. It hit the acting world. It yeah. hit. I mean, just all over the place. Uh, but Bruno San Martino. Yeah, the living legend of professional wrestling, dude. Gone. The original, I don't say original Hulk Hogan, because there was no Hulk Hogan. The precursor, Hulk Hogan. though. But the precursor, really, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that guy, he, if Hogan built the WWF, then San Martino built the WWWF. Definitely. And of course, that would be Vince Sr.'s federation before Vince Jr. took it over and introduced us all to the world of uh, sports entertainment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as, as mentioned in the... Andre documentary by uh, by Mr. Hogan, but we won't get into that this week because yeah. uh, we don't point out, Jason to rant too much. I want to point out that the, the, the long-standing rumor has it that uh, Meltzer's disputed this actually earlier this week, but uh, the the long-standing record was that Bruno San Martino sold out Madison Square Garden 187 times out of 211 appearances. Jesus. And of course, again, there's, that's been disputed. Over the years, Meltzer himself disputed it earlier this week. Yeah. But that's long been the rumor. And, you know, regardless of whether it's, it's actually accurate or not, I mean, San Martino was probably the biggest draw of his time. I was going to say, WWE always tends to pad by 10, 20 sometimes. So I still think that's a lot, even if he got it near there. Yeah. So, But, I mean, MSG was always, you know, that was, you know if, um, if the ECW arena was, you know, ECW's place and, you know, you know, if you think about like that kind of like Walt Disney World, Walt Disney World place. place. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, I mean, if if you uh, think of one arena that kind of became the back, you know, kind of the home to the old WWF before Vince Jr. took it over, it was Madison Square Garden, and that's because Bruno San Martino packed the place every fucking night. I mean, do you think that's part of why? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of factors, but why the WWF ended up being where we are now is the top promotion is the fact that they had that New York territory. Yeah, and that, and that was always, that's kind of what Vince Jr., of course, the modern-day Vince McMahon saw, is that his his dad's promotion was had, was dominating the biggest media market in the country by far. So why not grow it? And there was, yeah, there was no reason. And if someone actually took it by the balls and broke the old regional wrestling rules that were, you know, the rules, of course, where you don't, you don't promote in other people's territories. Of course, it was the whole territory days, and that's a whole discussion of itself, you know, the whole territorial system. Basically, Vince just said, fuck all that shit. And showed them there. Vince does yeah. love breaking rules and balls. And, know? yes, and being extremely sexist and racist along the way. And yeah. incestuous. And incestuous. And implied. I will have my implied. incest storyline, Stephanie. 
Oh, I have it. So anyway, guys, um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cover probably, according to David, uh, by David's suggestion, I should say, we're going to review uh, Bruno San Martino's greatest match. Uh, yeah, in the show. yeah, definitely his most, um, you know, celebrated match uh, with, with, with uh, living, living legend Larry Zabisco uh, from Shea Stadium. A steel cage match was really, um, you know, it was definitely teetering north towards the end of San Martino's career, but it still was an awesome match. The crowd was red hot. It's definitely, you know, San Martino's quite a sight. They really couldn't see all that much of the action. No, no. Uh, but they were still red hot. Yeah, but I, they could see they were hot, and it was it was impressive seeing it. And honestly, it, you know, for, you, if you put yourself in the time period, it, it was good. I was I found it entertaining. I enjoyed yeah. it. I recommend going to sit down and watch it. It's twenty minutes. You know? I, I've talked to you guys about it. the only draw uh, downside that I saw, uh, which was a really big one for me, was the fact that it was originally recorded without any without commentary. Yeah. Which, for me, being not a student of wrestling like you guys who know what you're watching. It really takes me out of it to not have somebody calling it. And then yeah, we'll get into who... And honestly, that is kind of a rarity, though. Because even, like, yeah. I mean, commentary and wrestling has been there for as long well, as... Well, they go hand in hand. It's, it's yeah. been there since wrestling's been on TV, you know. I mean, there have been very few situations where major wrestling matches were recorded without any commentary whatsoever. Yeah. You know? So that's one of the few kind of weird... Um, was that a situation where they felt like the match could carry it? Or was it just they didn't find anybody for that show? They just yeah, didn't I'm do sure. it. I'm not sure the story, but it probably, I mean, yeah, I never really. It just seems that weird. Story. Yeah. And of course, the the version I found. We'll get into this though. Uh, but the version I found had Michael Cole and okay. uh, and Mick Foley calling the match post mm-hmm. posthumously. I don't know if that's the right word. Well, but I mean, it was uh, it was distracting to say the least. But we'll get into that later in the show. Um, right now we have a. Uh, 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 an update to a story we covered during WrestleMania week, mm-hmm. and that's uh, the Davy Boy Smith Jr. throwing coffee into the face of Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh yeah. Uh, at a at an autograph signing, we now have some reference to this. Uh, apparently, Jake is not shy about shooting on Davy Boy Smith Sr. and was not a fan of him. And uh, Junior is taking offense to this. And there's two sides to the story. One, Junior says. That he tried to talk to Jake the Snake, and Jake just started brushing him off and cussing him out and fuck you, and that led to the coffee. Jake claims that uh, he tried to shake Davy's hand and tried to squash it, and so both sides are claiming the other one's an asshole. Yep. So basically everyone's an asshole. Yeah, I mean, uh, David Boy Smith, there's so many negative stories about that guy. I mean... There's been a long time. Again, these are all stories. I don't know if they're true or not, but whenever... I know it's in professional wrestling. Whenever, a lot of problems whenever, Well, yeah, that's true. But also, whenever there's certain stories that just won't go away and they're recanted, not recanted, but, you know, kind of repli- you know, said over and over again by different individuals who are close to these same individuals, and that there's probably is some truth to them, you know? I mean, there's one story that claims that uh, Davey Boy actually, the first time he met, you know, his wife, Diana Smith, he fucking... Rape, he drugged her and raped and angrily raped her. Yeah, yeah, I've not heard a lot of good stories I about mean, Davey. Uh, one of the ones that Jake recalls in the video that I saw from uh, WrestleMania that got me into his info was uh, basically he said that one night uh, he found he walked into the to the locker room to find Davey Boy Smith who didn't smoke cigarettes throwing lit cigarettes into the python bag to piss off the snake. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. And 
so it's kind of like, yeah, I, I'm not surprised he shoots on him. Yeah. The guy kind of sounds like he was an asshole. Well. And I understand you're going to defend your father, but, you know, maybe don't throw coffee in the face of a guy who doesn't really deserve it. Yeah, that's a bit uh, more extreme in my opinion. And uh, according to WrestleMania, I can't confirm this. I didn't look it up, but they're saying there's a worn there out. There is a worn out. There is a worn out. So this ultimately affects his new Japan career. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he can't travel. Yeah. No, he's not going to be able to travel. He's fucked. So we will keep you updated on that and where it goes. I think Jake the Snake's part of their story is done. Yeah, yeah. But what happens with Davy Boy Jr. is going to be. Who knows, dude? You could mean, become someone's. This boy this boy could boy be boy a career killer. Yeah, okay. It could be. This yeah. could. I mean, it definitely. If I'm New Japan, I'm. I don't want this bullshit. Yeah. We're yeah. trying to build something to to compete with the big shows. We don't need just shit. Yeah, especially that. That's a bit extreme. I mean, that's assault. Yeah, and that is assault. I'm an, an elder. I'm an elder, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, of a man who's 65 years old and barely can walk. Fucking hot coffee. I don't know if that's 65 is the right age, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, in uh, slightly less, uh, you know, violent news, I suppose, <laughs> uh, we have John Cena and Nikki Bella calling their engagement quits. Apparently John Cena wanted anal. She did not. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, I mean, I've been on the story here. One of the stories is that essentially it was just the same issues that had prevented John from po- um, proposing her for years finally just kind of broke the, broke up the relationship. It was, you know, she couldn't get over wanting to have a kid, I guess? Yeah, see, Nikki wants to have kids. John did not want to have a kid, primarily because he's too focused on his career. You know, he's he still he wrestles pretty often. He's still, he, Now he's breaking into Hollywood, and he just didn't think that he could give, you know, uh, a child the time it deserved, which is... Which, which is, which is, which is yeah, yeah, I can understand that. that. If, if you're not, if you're not 100%, a- you really shouldn't be a father. Yeah, I do think true. it's a bit unless you unless, unless you're thrown into that situation, in which case step the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. But if you have control over the situation, and you're not ready. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I do think it's a bit extreme that he had her sign what a 75 page document. I was oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. like, holy yeah. fucking shit! Aren't you a little loony to him, dude? Like, <laughs> I mean, okay, come I understand on, man. Like, like some wow. prenup, some prenup stuff and whatnot. But 75. But 75 is a little bit much. But you know. I'm going to give John the benefit of the doubt, because, I mean, what what bad have you really ever heard of John off screen? You don't. That's probably because he has NDAs And so if he's protecting himself, so be it. Honestly, like, what are the chances that this was all a work the whole fucking time? John Cena likes anal beads up his butt, but he wants to hide it. I'm 75 pounds hide up there. Whatever, man. You know, or a gerbil, whatever floats his butt. Kanye likes fingers in his butt. We're fine with it. Whatever, man. He's still popular. Yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, that was there's that. A uh, little something that Jason uh, was showing us before. If you want to go check it out, um, Impact debuts a whole line of new belts. Yep, the World Championship, the Tag Team Championship, the Exhibition Championship, and the Knockouts Championship. And they all look really good. They do. They, they do. do. Yeah, part of the Redemption show last night. Uh, of course. Um, our TNA's, you know, uh, TNA is Impact Wrestling now. Uh, they're, they're grand, rebuilding, grand, uh, you know, kind of relaunch deal going on here right now. It's pretty cool. I dig their whole thing. Right? I, 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 I enjoy watching them right now. Aries fantastic, honestly. Oh, yeah. That's the big reason I'm, like, paying attention because Aries is, he was a big reason I was very disappointed with how he's used in WWE. Just 
I'm really glad they got rid of El Patron. I'm glad he went yeah, fucking psycho at well, New Orleans, and they yeah. can move on without his ass because they don't need him. Well, look, the deal is that a lot of the problems with the old Impact, you know, the old how he was running Dixie Carter was that uh, inmates were in the asylum. Yep. You know, you had these prima donnas, these assholes, which is what called WCW. Yeah, right these right. legends with egos, Hogan, El Patron, whatever, causing backstage chaos. And it led to the company almost going under. So, I mean, going forward, I think it's great that they build it around people who, um, you know, are going to be hungry. They're not going to feel like they're owed something. You know, El Patron was clearly one of those guys who he felt like he was entitled to certain things, but yet he didn't have the respect or the respect, for, you know. I feel like he's always kind of had that uh, yeah. air about him. And also... Uh, I feel like he was already on the chopping block if yeah. they that quickly just, like, that weekend, fuck off. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was obviously writing on the wall for them, and yeah. they just went, no, we have a reason. Get his ass out of here. Yep. He can go eat steak off the air. Yeah, nice big juicy steaks. Actually, I had one last night. It was yummy. Uh, oh, me too. So anyway, going over the results from the Redemption show. Yeah. Uh, Arrow started to feed a Drago with a springboard code breaker. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Eli Drake and Scott Steiner, which... Tickles me deeply. Oh, yes, it does. LAX to win the tag team titles when Eli Drake hit the gravy train in Ortiz. And I was going to point out that Scott Steiner is like 50-plus and he's a tag team champion. Uh, you know, I love Scotty Steiner. Um, you know, he's say what you will about the guy. He's completely psychotic. But, but I've always felt that at this point in his career, why is he still wrestling at all? I'd love to have him be a commentator. Give him, make him yeah. an on-air character. He doesn't have to necessarily wrestle. Just let him just go out there and just shoot for like 10 minutes every week. Is and it, whatever he wants. Is it I don't think they'll hold the belts very long. Probably not. I, no, this has got to be a bridge. Well, it kind of goes against... It's got to be a bridge. Well, I mean, they're trying to kind of build with youth, and it kind of goes against everything they're building when you put Scott Steiner, you know, to make him a champion. By the way, uh, does it not just speak volumes of who the wiser Steiner brother is? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because both guys Rick, are... Rick just... He's pissed off. He's he's actually hard, he's actually a teacher on a school board right now. Mm-hmm. That's something a lot of people know about the Steiners. Both Steiner brothers actually were... Very, very, very smart guys. Both mastered education. And well, uh, what the hell happened to Scott? Uh, he just was steroids. He, he for melted one. his brain because when you hear him talk now, it's like, man, you, you barely have a grasp of the English language. Like you, just enough to get by, can speak English. Yeah, he just rants and raves, but he's actually very. No, it's guy. a great, it's a great yeah. promo. Yeah, he's uh It's kind of like Ultimate Warrior though. It's a bit of a train wreck, and that's why it's fun. It was a little better when he was younger. Yes. Oh yeah, days. no, that I loved that. Like the right when he joined NWO, Scott Steiner, when he first came out with the blonde hair and the yeah. blonde, it, that was, it was ooh, that was that was good stuff. But he also, was legitimately he had legitimate hit, heat for me as a yeah. fucking fan, very uh, heel. I I did not like him, but yet I loved to hate him. Yeah, I was telling David I went back a while ago and watched the Steiners in Japan versus Vader and Bam Bam. It was just good. I loved the Steiners together. Yeah, I really did. And uh, when I first got into wrestling, uh, the Steiners were my favorite tag team. Yeah, no, the Steiners were something else until you know, you know, one of those great legacy teams and acts that kind of got um, not destroyed, but kind of I guess relegated to the ash heap of history because of the NWO. Yeah, yeah it sucks time. that they were broken up before they ever had a chance to go to the WWE. Well, I mean, Rick was done by that point anyway, well, wasn't they, he? They did wrestle. In the, did they as yeah. a team? Oh, yeah, well, pardon me. This is. This is why these guys are the experts, and I'm just some asshole. Yeah. Uh, but you have to listen to me anyway, because I own the recording equipment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, were, uh, I'm just yeah but uh, 
yeah, the Steiner Brothers, man, they were great. But again, one of those acts that just kind of, uh, you know, Steiner's... Never really went anywhere. Well, after the NWO, well, they were great, but after the NWO, they kind of just yeah. kind of ended it all. You know, the NWO ruined a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things. Mm. Uh, anyway, so... Brian Cage defeats... Fantasma, Fantasma. Desmond Xavier, DJZ, Trevor Lee, and Ishimori... Uh, with after uh, Brian Cage hit a drill claw on Desmond Xavier, happy to see Desmond Xavier wrestling again. That guy's yeah. been around for a long time. I like Brian Cage. Brian Cage is a massive penis. He's he's, he's, he's fun to watch. Uh, Taya Valkyrie defeated Kira Hogan with her finisher. No one cares about that so much, but the match is completely overshadowed by the fact that Tessa Blanchard made her debut. She joined the commentary team and announced that she is now a member of the Impact Knockout Division. Of course, for all well, you newbies, yes. Tessa is actually the daughter of the legendary Tully Blanchard, uh, one of the original Four Horsemen, one of the greatest technical wrestlers of his time. Is she getting Bang Ricochet, too? Uh, yeah, she is. Supposedly in Bang Ricochet, mm. too. Okay. I think this is all stuff I'm learning right now. This is actually, it. It's actually interesting, uh, given the fact that uh, you know Tessa had actually been given, I guess, offered a, offered a contract by Triple H recently. And then <coughs> skewed it for impact. Which I, mean, I just, she just doesn't I wouldn't like be surprised. The I mean, the women's division in WWE right now is kind of a little. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit. Of a well, like I, I'm surprised War Machine would want to go to NXT right now. I, w- if I'm a tag team, I'm staying away from WWE. I'm going to New Japan, yeah, where Raw, they love Raw, tag teams. Raw's a clusterfuck. Well, yeah, I mean, that just Vince obviously hates them and will bury them when he can. Yeah. Yeah, but Tessa Blanchard, I mean, that's an awesome. She's not only she hot, but she can actually work, and she's a oh, Blanchard, yeah. so, yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. I definitely recommend for everybody out there to watch her and Brian Cage's Wrestle Circus match. It's it's fantastic stuff. Yeah, she wrestles men. Wrestles men with big dongs, too. Yeah. yeah. Not little dongs. No, no, that little TP stuff. Dude, he F5'd her on the ring apron. It was pretty brutal. It's amazing, isn't it? And, of course, uh, Matt Seidel uh, defeated Pilly, Petey Williams to retain the X Division title. When he counted the Canadian Destroyer into a roll-up pin. Uh, yeah. That was about it for the, that show. I made mean, a great show, though. Uh, yeah, I, I really like where they're going. And I almost... I'm more excited when I'm queuing up Impact every week mm. than I am when I'm queuing up Raw. And actually, this is I'm actually, more yeah. into what I'm about to watch. And actually, to point out, it's still actually ongoing right now. Uh, the show is actually going on as we speak right now. Oh, um, OVE defeated Eddie Edwards, Moose, Tommy Dreamer. After the match, Eddie Edwards snapped and took a barbed wire back to Sammy's head, which is amazing. Uh, that's a great feud going on right now. Gotta, gotta say, I love yes. that entire deal going on with them. And that's kind of feud that helped put Impact back on the map uh, in recent times. And of course, Allie defeated Sue Young. And Austin Aries, the champion, has yet to wrestle tonight. He'll be in the main event. He's gonna no, no more Tommy Dreamer, right? Uh, he's, he's around. Tommy Dreamer. But anyway, we'll update you guys on that as soon as we get more results in from that. Of course, it's ongoing right now. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that throughout the recording. Yes, yes, we will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the biggest WWE story this week uh, was a superstar shakeup, and we'll kind of go over that as we go over the shows. Sure, yeah. um, so, let's, let's jump on into Raw for the week. If I can get to the right page. This is it's not working for me. Yeah, Angle opens the show. If yeah, Angle sure. opens the show. Um, by the way, am I the only one, before we get into all this, that really preferred the draft format? Absolutely. I uh, over draft this, format. than pretending to be 
you know, uh, making trades. Yeah, like good. they're real general managers. And then just how some of the star superstars just got like a little, a little graphic, and, uh, and that was it. It was like, oh wow, thanks. Like, like, yeah, just glossed over. Chad Gable was literally his announcement was by Shelton Benjamin turning heel on him in the weirdest, lightest heel turn you've ever seen. Just no, no, he's an asshole though. But yeah, it, there were some yeah. weird spots, but there were some good spots. So, Jinder uh, Mahal turned out to be the first uh, the first guy to jump ship, as it were, and uh, comes out and puts the U.S. title on the line immediately. Yeah, Angle kind of makes him defend it, and it turns out it was uh, against Jeff Hardy. It was actually wasn't. I mean, it was okay. a good match. Jeff was selling the hell out of everything. Yeah, Jeff made him look good. That's Jeff. This, That's this Jeff is why he's getting the yeah. push. And Jeff Hardy wins, which was fantastic, honestly. I didn't see it coming. Um, which was I good. enjoyed that match thoroughly. Yeah. I I mean, when I watched it, I knew it was coming because you just can't yeah. fucking avoid spoilers. And I, I don't have cable, True. so I don't watch Raw live. So it's like Monday and Tuesday. I'm so weary of Twitter yeah. and Facebook because I don't want to know. But it happens every week. So I, I lost that surprise. I'm still really happy with the result. Me too. It was good. I think Mahal sucks ass. Dude, he fucked up on the twist of faith, though. He couldn't take that right, which is fucking funny. Ginger sucks in general. Yeah, he does. How long do you guys give Ginger? Like, over or under? It doesn't matter, because they have they want, they want have an idea for him. They want him to be the face of the Indian expansion. So mm-hmm. until they find someone better, he is going to have that spot. So he's not going anywhere any, anywhere soon. Well, he... And he has that big sweaty men look that Vince McMahon loves. Yeah, he does. He masturbates too furiously. So Jeff wins the U.S. title, uh, and we go into uh, Banks and Bailey. Yeah, but it, I mean it was good until Which, the ride squad. It was yeah, it was a setup for the our next superstar shakeup uh, entry. That's what the entire show was. It was just yeah, match, setups. run in, match, run in, match, run in, match, shit, announcement, run in, shit. And it's, uh, you know, it's hard to get excited about the wide Riot Squad as a hate heel stable is because they lose so much. So it's it's just like, okay, whatever. Who do they really have to feud against? Uh, Bailey? Doesn't the, doesn't the heel stable need some, like, big name fate? Well, I mean, is Bailey really? Bailey's who you're going to put in. Sasha needs to be a heel. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, maybe eventually she turns on Bailey and joins the Riot Squad and yeah. gives them some legitimacy. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they change the name to something to do with Banks at that the point. The Yeah, because she becomes the, the lead the member. But that, this is all whatever. Um, Ruby Riot does nothing for my penis. No. I don't want that I, out. It just... Like uh, I said, they lose all the time. It's hard to get... Well, yeah, I'm not even talking about the fact that they lose. I'm talking about she's just, she's just she's unattractive. so unattractive. Yeah, that too. Yeah. It's like we hear our judgments. It's not Nicole Bass status, but yeah. it's she's not attractive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna move on. Um, we have the Miz Siraj and Miz TV. That's always fantastic. It's always fun. Uh, with, with Sammy Zayn, they bring out Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens as their their special guests, who start talking like they're completely on the roster which we I think we talked about like so wait if they lose they, they're just going to end up on Raw yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's basically yeah, what we yeah. said and so Kurt comes out and goes no you guys don't have contracts and Sammy proceeds to read an email which the that best part funny. the best part is he puts the glasses on that was great and that was I, 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 I laughed yeah, that I, was I like that pretty funny and he basically reads an email 
stating that uh, Sammy and Kevin had been signed to contracts and reveals Stephanie McMahon wrote it, which I think everybody figured out as soon as yeah. he pulled out the piece yeah, of paper. Yeah, I know. Who else could have possibly wrote it? The fuck? Exactly. <laughs> Triple H? I mean, <laughs> the fucking... But then we find out, we find <laughs> out Miz, Miz is going to SmackDown, though, so... Yeah, and without the Miz-Taraj, which means... Yep. What for them, which... Uh, we might get a clue at the end of the oh, show. Oh, we're getting Daniel Bryan and The Miz at some point. It's going to be fantastic. Well, right. yeah, Daniel, I mean, it's they made a week. point of saying yeah. that Daniel Bryan strongly requested The Miz. Um, oh, that's going to be good for you. Good for you. Uh, also, um, apparently, Michael Cole gets confused during this, and uh, he doesn't understand how uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could sign a free sign as free agents when they don't have contracts. Yeah, and it's like Michael. When they sign as free agents, they they're the, getting they contracts. contracts. Yep. You see, this is how this be Michael. You are not new to this business. It was just it was really it's bad. classic Michael Cole saying something stupid and having to run with it. Yeah, and it was it, it just normally the, the announcing gets Jason more than me, but I caught that and just went. Oh, did you guys the hear the big news? Real hard. Did you guys hear the big news that came out this past couple, last couple days? No. Oh. Coachman is off raw. Booker T is back. Oh, no. Booker T, guys. Big, black, thick Harlem penis. Why? Back on raw. I love Why? Booker, but I don't. I mean, not that Coach was any what good. What did Coach do? Well, I'm sorry, but they're going to be chasing Jerry and King and that chemistry for a long time. They're just not going to replace it anytime soon. Look, the problem is that Vince insists that keep, he keeps bringing in guys who aren't necessarily wrestling guys to become to be his announcers. It's like when they went after Mike Goldberg. Well, it's like Mike Goldberg. You know, the deal is that the best announcers the company have right now are the guys like a you know a Corey Graves. You know, he's not perfect, but he's but he does he's, he's, he does a good job. He understands how to work his character. Yeah. Exactly, you know? and, and that's kind of where I'm going with that. I think he's the only one. Getting that across as the heel fucking commentator. Yeah, that's kind of the situation here. Like Jim Ross and Lawler work just like it's because you know they knew who was the heel, they knew who was the face, they knew how to work it. Uh, they were they, fucking amazing. Because at Ross it. was a wrestling guy, Lawler obviously yep. was a pro wrestler, best ever. Uh, Michael Cole's never a wrestler. Okay, he is, is a pretty boy who's been signed, and he's kind of he's worked, just been in the company, he's been for in the company for a million years, but he doesn't mean he understands how to work. He, he is essentially Kevin Kelly. He just didn't get buried by the Rock. And the reality is that when you're an announcer, you still do have a character. See, yeah. just like Jr.'s good old Jr. That was a character. Yep. Okay. King yeah. King is a that, that was a character. Jerry the King Alder in the yeah, that, 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 that is that, not actually Jerry King. That's he is not, not a fucking pervert. Yeah. He is, I mean, well, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But okay, it, it it was an exaggerated Jerry the King Alder. Yeah. Which he was very good at. Yeah, I mean Jerry Lawler is uh, many things, but a pervert is actually one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I had a lot of uh, anyway. So no, a lot of notes on that. This whole went under the radar because no one fucking cares at this point. But Zack Ryder actually announced his transfer to Raw on Twitter. Who cares? No one cares, right? Nobody cares. Never. No. Yeah, no one cares. Zack Ryder. Then uh, um, Broken Mountain. I am so over for this fucking this tag team and what they're gonna do with it. Uh, me and Jason had correspondence during the week. We really want to see Bo Dallas incorporated into that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Corey Graves on commentary actually was great. Like he was really putting them over, and I love that shit. And one thing I, I fucking really bargained to help themselves is the bar couldn't explain what the bar is. It made them look really bad. 
Like they were trying to outgo like what is the bar and they were like duh, duh, I feel duh, like duh. they didn't give a shit because they know they're on their way to SmackDown. Yeah, and like they've been at. Um but. by the way, yeah, Bray looks really happy. Like yeah. Bray yes. looks rejuvenated. He looks like he's he's happy to be working with with Matt. And I mean why wouldn't you? That's one of the Hall of Fame tag yeah. team wrestlers. Look who he's sleeping with. That too. Well I mean I'd I'm be sorry, happy. you get to fuck JoJo every night? Yes, please. <laughs> Would you be happy? I'd be fucking thrilled. I'd be definitely happy. Uh, the expedition of gold was, uh, by the way, mentioned. So, so little spoiler there. Yes. The little expedition. Yes. Expedition JoJo's butthole. Um. Yes. Yeah. Basically, my notes. I I fucking love them as a tag team. Yeah. I I think it works really well. Yep. I'm actually more excited to see them than I I have been to see the Hardys wrestle since they came back. Yeah. Well, the Hardys, that whole the tag team, it's nice little nostalgia, but that shit ran as Yeah, no, I think Matt yeah. is great as a tag team competitor, and I think Jeff is better suited what he's doing with the, the a solo mid-card, maybe marginal main eventer. The yeah. deal is with those two is that Matt had the more passion and the better brain for the business. Jeff, they just more like had the Jeff is the charisma. charisma. I mean, that That's was his nickname, was. right? The charismatic, charismatic enigma. Yeah. That's I mean, all it's ever been. Yeah. Matt has never gotten any type of uh, charismatic nicknames. He had to make it up. Yeah, I mean, to, that, to, and you know what? He came up with something that has been the most over thing in the last three or four years in wrestling. It's fantastic. Uh, and they're starting to build it properly. Yeah. Um, and I, so I'm excited to see where they go uh, with more broken gimmick. Um, then we have a, a Rhonda backstage segment. Uh, she's still really bad whenever yeah. she talks. Yeah. Just, I, I want to I limit her talking and just let her be a badass... Uh, but they have a you know an angle where she and Natalia are, are friends as Natalia gets announced with her move to Raw. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's about the extent of that whole thing. And she's a face again. Yeah, they're working on something's gonna happen. Those two, they'd be a tag team, or there's gonna be a program between the two. Which I'm fine Which with. Which is fine. I think that is the perfect person to kind of groom her and get her ready for you know her future in the company. Quite frankly, because I mean they are serious about making Ronda kind of the face of the women's division going forward. I mean. You know, say what you will about that, but the reality is that she has more mainstream recognition than any single diva on the roster. Diva, sorry, I can't say you can't use diva anymore. So, yeah. so women wrestlers, so the superstars now or whatever. She's just a you know, superstar. Just a superstar, but she has more name recognition than anyone. Oh my god! We're just watching ECW and Sandman just attempted a horrible. Oh my Ricana god! Onto Sabu through a did, table. Did anybody botch better than Sabu? Oh. No, <laughs> Sabu is just—he pretty much is a botch himself. <laughs> just must be living and breathing every day. But, you know. Oh yeah, that was gnarly. Um, then, so yeah, uh, but anyway, Mojo for some fucking reason, Mojo Raleigh announced on WWE's YouTube channel that he's on Raw again, and nobody, nobody cares. fucking cares. Nobody no cares. cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares about the. Nobody, nobody cares. Public. Barry Corbin also got just an announcement on Raw. Who cares? And it's like, yeah, that shows you. He's an afterthought. Yes, one cool thing. He is an afterthought. One cool thing, though, happens here momentarily. Yes, it does. And we'll get to that after Ember Moon faces Mickey James. The real point of this is to further the the Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss uh, Mm -hmm. program. And basically, Bliss is now turning it around and calling Nia the the bully. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. I I, I think this this is the best they could have done to further this storyline is to have Bliss try and make herself the victim, the classic psychotic, you know, uh, 
I don't know if, if you guys have heard of the podcast uh, Dirty John, but it's, it's about this guy that basically is a con man, and you know every time something goes against him, he turns it around and makes himself the victim. Yeah. And that's exactly what Bliss is doing here. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I also and liked how Nikki James success. sold the shit out of Ember Moon's Eclipse. Like she took that shit like The Rock takes a stunner. Ember Rock. Moon's going to be really great on on yeah. Raw, um, but that that's about the extent of all that. Yeah. Uh, Backstage promo with Miz, Owens, and Zayn was great. Really good. Uh, That was very funny. Uh, You could see that they're doing some foreshadowing there with the Miztourage, which we'll get to. Uh, Now, what David was alluding to, Mr. Dolph Ziggler makes his Raw re-debut. The man who Jason hates with a fiery passion. I just don't like the fact that Cobby's fucking Michael so goddamn much. It bugs me. He's kind of he's kind of cut that out recently sometimes. So. He has gotten better about it, but it's just he's also hard to get behind because you know exactly WWE's not going to do shit with him. Yeah, when they're still up and down the rumors right now about whether he's actually going to stay with the company. There's you know questions about whether his contract is expired or and how far expired. is him and Galloway together really yeah. going to go? What's the purpose? I mean McIntyre, McIntyre, whatever. <laughs> Which that's what we were going to get to. T- Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews come out with some white lady. Um, some white lady. It's Dana, <laughs> Dana Big Boobs Brooke. Yeah, she okay. sucks at wrestling, so they don't best no, so some, you're you're That's why she about, got the some white lady. So you're talking about a woman here who was in NXT, can't wrestle for shit. Only reason she got called up to the main roster was because Vince saw that she's blonde with humongous, Titties. just like, dear God, are those basketball sized boobs? And her butt's not And her butt's not too, and he called her up. But then they realized the guy up to the main roster, she can't work for shit. She yeah, can't she really sucks. talk. She can't really do much anything. She just has massive fucking boobs. So just hang out but, with the big black guys. But of course, we're in a situation now. We're in the PG area. Oh, she probably gets double teamed by both of them. Well, then that's kind of the joke going on there. They actually <laughs> <be> double, but, <laughs> but I mean, Dana Brooks, I mean, the thing about her is that this has been back in the 1990s when, you know, big boobs all really took to get you in the main, you know, get you FaceTime on WWE programming. Uh, she'd been probably one of the bigger stars around, you know. I mean, but now. You know, she she has to work clothes that actually suppress her powerful cleavage. Which is sad. Which kind of leaves it... It's like suppressing Sable's cleavage. Well, it's like, kind of brings up the question, why the fuck is she on the main roster if the only reason you brought her up for her can't even... Because Vince likes boobs! You can't even even see them. Yeah, they're coming see them. Well, you see more of her boobs. They're implied. Than, you see more of her boobs. They are implied boobs. I did like the zigzag in the Claymore, though. That was cool. Um. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, they come out and uh, try and get... Dolph to join their crew. Dolph basically says, uh, you know, I said I came to Raw, but I didn't say I came alone. And enter Drew McIntyre, who, uh, with Ziggler, just squash. So are they, are they white supremacists? Is that Should, the I mean, I don't know, but they killed the two black guys pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Is that, I guess that's yeah. a gimmick, huh? I mean, it, mm-hmm. Dolph is basically a pure Aryan Superman, and McIntyre is, well, I mean, he's, what is he, Scottish? Yeah. So. I mean, it's kind of cool, though. It's looking like a pretty cool, I mean... They got guys. a holy shit chant out of that. Well, I think so, it's... Well, I mean... I know, mean, the, crowd, the crowd's definitely into it. Are they supposed well, to be? Is that the proper Shawn reaction? Michaels, Diesel comparison, so... Well, that that was basically, well, you know, if they're used properly, you know, as kind of a, a two guys who've been you know, fucked over by the WWE for many, many years, they kind of come together in Raw, and they're just going to lay waste to everything, it can be kind of a cool angle. It could you be. know. But there's obviously there's definitely some room for um, there's some spots that have been opened up on Raw now for some more shit to happen, some more spots to be taken, and they could definitely fill those roles as a top heel group. 
take you know team there. So, oh, and I, I like the look of them together. Like I I don't I've not really ever liked Dolph that much, but, yeah, but I like his current thing. Mm-hmm. And the look of them together, yes. Like you mentioned the Shawn Michaels thing, so they gave him his Diesel. <laughs> what are they going to do with it now? Make make us enjoy it. That's really where we're at. And of course, we got Roman, the big dog. Every time Roman immediately gets a Roman that, sucks from uh, or chant. Immediately, the the crowd is on his ass. And honestly, the big dog. Um, he's I, I think he needs about a, a, a about six months off TV. Come back as a heel, or come back as a face, and then turn heel in a month. Something just Dude. the fans are sick of him. They're fucking sick of him. Give him a break. Oh, and it's get him off TV for a minute. It's it, it's even crazier because they're just you know the only reason he's facing Lesnar in Saudi Arabia is because they want some cheering when he wins the belt. Yeah, like it's that's just, all it is. It's, it's basically fucking just dumb. Yeah, uh, I just this one of the reasons why I'm just so sick of it. And then it gets better. Joe comes out and fucking buries him. Like it was brutal. That was, a, that was pretty fucked. No. Like, Joe and, shit all over his life. And we'll get to this yeah. later. I'm just going to drop it right here, though. I didn't get that you have Joe do that and then move to SmackDown. Just, they didn't Joe, shit. Joe yeah, buries they, him and then fucking gets out of Dodge. Well, no, well, they're going to be wrestling him back. Yeah, yeah. But, but where does it go from there? It's nothing from there. Not really. It's just somebody beat somebody and then there's no return. At least Joe there's no rematch. Win now, but I don't know. But that's a silver lining there. At least we don't have to sit through a month and a half of Joe getting buried by Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd rather see Joe go and, you know, put on a good program in SmackDown. Dude, I'd love to see Joe and AJ Styles. Like, their TNA Well, that's what's so going to happen. See, SmackDown, that's kind of the only point I've taken from this entire week was that SmackDown is, once again, the number one show in the WWE. At least as far as roster goes. Maybe not. Maybe, of course, you things to be said about Road Dog being a shit writer, and that's still you know very real problem. He could still fuck things up, which he probably yeah. will. But as far as actual in ring stuff goes, SmackDown's gonna be killing it. Well, yeah, that was uh, a lot of the stuff that I watched this week that reviewed the shakeup. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the underlying thing, and SmackDown got much stronger than Raw. Oh yeah, oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, they got, took a lot away. Dallas from Raw. Anderson, the Bar Man. Oh my goodness. So. I mean, Joe. maybe this is like a, a slight changing of the guard. They're going to push SmackDown instead of Vince's show. Well, I'm telling you what's going to happen. This has happened twice before. It happened back from the original brand extension back in the early 2000s when Heyman was booking the show. Yeah. And it happened again a couple, like, just two years ago, a year ago, when um, you know SmackDown started to um, get ahead of Raw, actually, in, in the ratings head-to-head, uh, was the fact that whenever SmackDown historically has started to get better ratings than Raw, using a formula that Vince doesn't necessarily believe in, he has the show gutted. It happened back in the early yeah. 2000s when Heyman's SmackDown 6 started to get this better ratings. And he, 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 of course, Heyman got fired and they blew that up. Yeah. I mean, this last year or so when uh, SmackDown started to get ahead of Raw in the early days of the new brand extension. Yeah, here, but the only positive is maybe by the time that starts to happen, he'll be so fucking invested with XFL. So. Yeah, I mean, that might be the biggest saving grace for WWE for a year because it's not lasting more than a year if it does mm-hmm. last a year mm-hmm. but uh let's not mince words here Vince is his own worst enemy yeah mm-hmm. and that has been the, the true since the mid 90s well, or no at the late 90s it's been, it's been true since he tore his, both of his ACLs I mean lots of yeah. back in 2005 yeah. that was kind of the point where that combined he jumped the shark himself. He, that was kind of the point where he just became so fucking stubborn 
that he just refused to just, if something doesn't work, damn it, we're not going to just, you know, we're not just going to drop it, we're not going to change course, we're going to keep going, we're going to force it directly into our fans' ass holes until they like it. It's the I know better than you what you want sentiment that really Mm. bothers me. Yeah. And then we had Natty versus Rose, and it was it. But, you know, Rousey appeared. Fun look at Mandy Rose and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That, that, was the whole, yeah, that was the whole point of that match, was uh, was Rondi coming, or Rondi. Yeah. <laughs> Ronda coming out. Um, you're going to see a lot of this in the coming weeks. Yeah. It's fun to look at Mandy Rose. Like, I, I, think, I, I enjoy I, it. I like, yeah, you're not wrong. I, I like looking at both of them in the ring. And uh, Balls Mahoney. That's all you really say about that, though. And then the ten man tag, um, it was entertaining. Bobby, Bobby Roode, it came to Raw. I guess that was a good thing. Please turn heel in the next one. Like, oh, fuck, man. Please turn. Honestly, I don't know why, because I've heard this stuff about Vince not wanting to turn him heel because he might have to change the music. The music works even better as a heel. I just show how I. It's egotistical as fuck. Yeah, Vince. Well, is Vince is just so black and white in his thinking. Sometimes it's like. Dude, he, he just he doesn't get that you can be a heel and still get kind of cheered. You know, it's just it's a different time. You know, it's just and, he, and, he, and I'm sorry if you didn't like Triple H's fucking Motorhead music, you're retarded. Yeah, like and he was a big time heel at that point. So one of the things that Vince and you know, one of the one of the things I, I I heard when I worked in the kitchen was uh, who would win in a fight between Lemmy and God? That's a trick question. Lemmy is God. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. Moving on. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Deal with a couple of metalheads here. <laughs> okay, you're not gonna get that like no, that. No, I, that, I served that up and he knocked it out of the park. <laughs> that was exactly what I wanted. It was yeah. to the T what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, there wasn't much more. Um, they really used the end of that match to, to build Braun up a little bit more. Yeah. Which is good because he needs it after the WrestleMania fiasco yes. of Nick. Yes. Well, one story coming out of here is that um, originally Slashley, your Slashley's made his comeback here, and he uh, was thought that he would be feuding with Brock Lesnar pretty quickly. But one, of course, you know, you never know what you hear about this. Black Lesnar, yes. <laughs> uh, but one story coming out now is that um, they have now softened on Lashley versus Lesnar, and are now going to do Lashley Lesnar versus Strowman. How do you? Okay, okay. I was about to bitch. Then you said something I agree with. I'm I do want to know though. How do you soften on Lashley when he's had maybe they want all match? No, 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 not 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 soften on Lashley. Let's soften on the idea of that feud. No, no, no. I'm just that feud. Okay, I'm just the Lashley Lesnar feud. And I don't, I don't mind Braun, Brock. Yeah, as long as you don't bury Braun. Please don't bury Braun. He has the ability to be the next Andre the Giant. Maybe not that Lesnar. big a draw, but, I mean, the guy can be... You've had him flip over a fucking Dude, truck. He, so, he's, I mean, let's be fuck. Honest. Him versus Lesnar is probably one of the biggest reasons we went to that fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, but my deal is that I thought Lesnar just killed off so much of his heat. He did. At that point, just by beating him just with one F5. That match really zapped me on Lesnar. I was done after No Mercy. I was pissed. I was really, really mad. All right, guys. Smackdown. 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 Um, we immediately opened with Naka and uh, my favorite part of Smackdown last week, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura with his uh, I would never do that and his wink. It, I love him doing the condescending like, heel stuff. It's good stuff. 
it, I think this might be what finally works for him. Uh, we can only hope. If I not, hope so. we'll enjoy him when he goes back to uh, New Japan. Yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. No. We're going to see Shinsuke. Shinsuke and Nakamura. But I'd rather he, see he him is, make it here. That man is obsessed with AJ Styles' testicles. Yes, he is. That's his new gimmick, guys. No, I wrote that down. The gay community. It's really a thing. Like, Shinsuke's gimmick Shinsuke is, yes. and AJ's nuts are a thing. His gimmick is literally that he is obsessed with AJ Styles' testicles. And will he wants to them. welcome AJ Styles to the gay community. Yeah, basically, yeah. He's. I mean, every single time he gets a chance, he's going to go after AJ's balls just without just any opportunity, whether he's taking a shit, whether he's, you know, in, in line at McDonald's with his kids. You yeah, know, you know Styles versus Rusev for like two seconds. I was going to say, balls. yeah, um, you didn't really get much out of that. They sort of just teased it. But, yep. Uh, English attacks AJ as the match starts, and then uh, Daniel they Bryan comes out. Weak, though, they opinion. had Daniel Bryan in a promo, really like sucking AJ's dick at one yeah, point, yeah. Uh, which I didn't enjoy. But whatever. I will never rest until I see Daniel Bryan AJ Styles sixty nine in a SmackDown ring. Eventually, yeah. Um, we go Gave to me. Shane in the back being weird, and Paige coming out. Yep. Her tits look Fantastic. on point. Yes, yes. Great on Tuesday, boobs. just Ugh. fantastic boobs. So nice. Miz is back on SmackDown. That's the point of that whole problem. Yes, which is awesome. He never should left in the fucking first yep. place. Look, this entire past summer should have been the summer of Miz on SmackDown, but they said they had to move the Miz to the Raw because Vince's take is whenever something gets over on the B show, it has to move to the A show right the fuck away, which is the stupidest fucking yeah. out of touch. You know, if he didn't do that, it wouldn't be a B and an A show. It would be two fucking comparable shows. Yeah, this is true. But I just what do I know? But also now that Miz is on SmackDown, he possibly could get a WWE title run, and I'm like, yep. Anybody could be a a good heel champion. Absolutely. If anybody's gonna take the belt from AJ right now, it should be him or Naka. Yeah, and I I think Naka's more likely. But then again, you know, they might be building up this whole heel turn to just bury him again and send him on his way. No, uh, his gimmick is a punches AJ Styles in the testicles at every opportunity. That so is his Shelton Benjamin comes out. Yep. He's getting a solo push. Why did Orton come out? It, uh, just to to look awkwardly here, guys. at. Look at me, guys. I'm here. I don't know. So here, guys. Also, what was with the weird little Twitter hack? Uh, I said something nice about him on social media, and then the company didn't feel good about that because he's moving to Raw, and we needed a reason. So. That was a Twitter hack. Yes, but yeah, the whole thing was weird. Uh, it was... Orton came out to, to, to stare at Jeff Hardy? Yeah, I don't know why Orton came that out. That was it? Honest. I mean, he doesn't need to put over Jeff. I mean, you're not putting Maybe it's over. like, hmm, my US title's back. Maybe it's him going, yeah. On the side. Himself. Watch it. Mm. It was. Mm. It didn't really make much sense, and you knew yeah, Jeff so. wasn't going to go and lose that match. But then um, you have Harper squashing one of the Usos. Also, uh, real quick though, who didn't see Jeff go into SmackDown as soon as he won the U.S. title? I'm not sure that was happening. I you're not going to take both mid fucking. See, not gonna I, both I, mid I was going to say I didn't off. think the IC title was going to move once I thought about it more. So it's, it wasn't too shocking. Immediately, in my mind. Uh, as soon as he won that title, I knew he was moving to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of thought so because I didn't think they were going to swap the, t- the IC title and US title. I just didn't. They could have incorporated that into the match just to make it less obvious and take away one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But you know, it, whatever. So yeah, uh, then we had uh, Jay Uso 
every match that involves the Bludgeon Brothers, Bludgeon squash. Brothers is a squash right now. But the, the the best part of that match was uh, Jimmy coming with the fucking mallet mm-hmm. at the end of that when the, uh, all the melee starts, and then Naomi coming in screeching. And then they got their title match. Ah! Yeah, that was kind of annoying. Well, you heard, you, she didn't need a and mic. Plus if hardcore, she didn't need a mic, and well, you heard that. And plus, shit. if they're hardcore heels, why would they stop? Yeah, I think they should have tried to probably go after them. Maybe someone stops them with the last minute from killing you. Yeah, yeah, well, that no, I'm sorry, but that is uh, that is a gimmick that would have continued on in the Attitude Era with her getting put through. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm almost. I'm and almost, then Bubba Ray Dudley going into a trance. Yeah, and getting a boner. But uh, I'm actually very cool with. I'm happy whenever you see like a real life couple kind of get brought on camera. Yeah, I think that kind of gives a touch of realism to it. That's kind of oh, yeah. kind of missing. Yeah, I didn't. I I was kind of when she first came out because of course I don't know. And plus, it keeps them ba- it keeps them face too, which is solid. You know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that she was married to him. Yes. So when she came out, I was like, wait, are they? And then he says, oh, okay, well there you go. It's that's nice to put that connection together. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was not bad. It's good. Yeah. Uh, it did what it needed to do. Uh, the next match was, uh, as soon as I realized who Sin Cara was wrestling, it was like, well, this is not, this, this is pointless. Samoa Joe comes just out and just makes Sin Cara look like he's never been in a wrestling he ring. Literally Dude, it, and honestly, this is, Joe just crushed out two promos in the same week. That was some of the best promo. That work. is one of the. Sw- I understand the towel year. now. I totally understand the towel now. He's that is one of the bad. sweatiest men I have ever well, seen yeah. in my entire but life. But he's also just a bad mother. No, he is, <laughs> and he, 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 he is. He is fucking fantastic on the mic for the for a man his size. The way he moves yep. is unbelievable. Dude, it's so funny. I think when J- Roman called him a fat ass, he just decided he's like, "All right, I'm a shit. Oh, on, oh. I'm a shit on you twice." And he same has week. like same week. He just dump trucked Roman. It's like a master dump, brownie. Oh, all over him. In case you're wondering, I just handed Jay, uh, Jason part of a uh, medical brownie. This whole thing? Yeah, yeah, go for it. This uh, this podcast is mm. pro mm. 420. Mm. <laughs> anyway. 420 weekend of all things. Yes, well, that's the only reason I make the uh, reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure wherever RBD and Matt Rue mm. are, they, they're happy. They're high as fuck right happy. now. They're mm-hmm. happy. Um... Then we have one of the fucking oddest promos I've ever seen yeah. with uh, this lip-syncing thing with all the current superstars pretending to be in a booth recording a song, and yeah, it was so fucking late 80s, early 90s, Wrestle Rock Rumble, not even that many, why early was, 80s. Why are you making a big deal out of this thing that already was a thing before, yeah. before the brand extension? Okay, sorry, the second brand extension. They yep. they had multi... SmackDown Raw had been doing multi-branded shows. Hell, they were doing multi-brand Raws and SmackDowns for yeah, years. Yeah, I feel like they were announcing something that didn't need to be announced. It was making too big of a deal of it. It was acting as if the last... <coughs> I don't know. Vince is all about ignoring the past, it seems like, nowadays. You know, that's mm-hmm. why, you know, it's like... I remember when I first got back to wrestling back in the day, you know, late, late mid to late 90s, they always talked about the history. The history know? was one of the reasons that attracted me to it in the first place. Exactly. But, but I think there's a reason why, though, you know, we can still remember things like, you know, the Andre the Giant Hogan match, you know, old storylines like, you know, like uh, Rude and uh, and Jake Roberts, because they were the years after the point, they were still being promoted so much. But nowadays, you know, I can't even tell you what happened at WrestleMania five years ago. I had to really think about it. I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you 
you know, a memorable storyline that's happened in the past. No, but you, 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 I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but that's something actually I've noticed, like, not just in wrestling. Mm -hmm. People can tell you what happened in the 1978 World Series like it was nothing. Yeah. I can't often remember what happened the World Series two years ago yeah. anymore. Because I don't feel like it. It just doesn't have the same fucking it's not gravity. Really, it's not Everything's really become corporatized. Yeah, it's not problem. really. I mean, they used to they used to get entire DVDs and just all their stuff. I can't remember. You know, I used to watch you know, shows. You know, like, I got like, like baseball, for example. They used to have an entire shows. They were showing showing ESPN, whatnot, just kind of promoting this entire you know specific World Series. You know, you, you don't see that about like you know yeah. recent events. You don't, you know, I mean, honestly, last year's World Series was a classic. I don't think that's going to happen. The last two that years one. were good. I don't remember two years ago, and I'm and you guys. Days. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Immediately, as soon as you say it, yes, but that is my point. In fucking, that is my point. You two can 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 attest. I'm one of the biggest baseball fucking fans around. Mm -hmm. And two years after, I forget who was in that fucking World Series. Yeah. I uh, it, this is once again we say this a lot. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That is a whole other... That, that's our catchphrase. Moving on, though. We had the promo for Sanity, but no actual fucking debut. That was awesome. Yeah. Right. Of course, they throw out the word... Uh, actually... Oh, yeah, no, that did happen before. You throw out the word chaos in a little package there, which, of course, prompts the Japanese uh, stable chaos to respond on their, via Twitter. Uh, actually, we're in Japan right now. Mm. We're not there. We're not, I'm not actually coming there. Sorry. We're not actually anywhere near there. Uh, the Carmella segment, eh, whatever. Katie um, and Royce are great. You know what came out of that is, uh, real quick. Oh, sorry. I really don't like Carmella, which means she's doing her job. Yeah. I give her that. She yeah. is. She is doing her job. She is making she herself wrestles, We'll see. And, you know, I, but she hasn't wrestled in so long, so honestly, I, I don't know if she's improved at all. So we'll see. I mean, that's really gonna. Uh, I find both of the iconics very hot. Oh my god, he's masturbating to them. Dude, Peyton Rice Especially when they do the little pose and then they grab yes, their of course. fingers to edge this. Oh, spank bang stuff, spank bang stuff. Absolutely. Dude, I would love to see Peyton, a Peyton Royce sex tape. Yes, please. Give it time. Give it time, yes. Give it time. Yeah, um, I mean, K vs. Flair was good. It was, actually, that may have been the best match for WWE. For WWE, this, well, no. For the two main shows. Because well, yeah. NXT true, true, yeah, yeah. And, and 205 had some fantastic main events. Fantastic. Uh, but it was it was a really good women's... It was the women's, still think it was the women's match of the week. Yeah. I still think K should have won, though. And I, that's where I disagree. I don't want to see Flair losing two in a row. I think he can come back and have K win the rubber. Yeah. No. I see that. Um, yeah. But... You, I don't. I don't feel like you should throw Flair on on too much of a losing streak. Yes, she's a face. Yes, she's Ric Flair's daughter. Yes, she will. She can. She can recover. But you just don't want to overdo it, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna point out a major thing that just happened here at Impact about 26 minutes ago and the Redemption Show. Pentagon is the new Impact World Champion. Wow. Oh shit. So wow. Austin Aries no longer TNA Champion or Impact Champion. For well, they had to get the shitty belt off of it. Yeah, but I mean, I have a feeling. He'll, I have a feeling he'll take it back. Well, I think they probably dropped it. He probably dropped that belt because he has to go on a tour to defend all the other ones. This could be true, also. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I didn't see coming at all. No, I mean, I'm cool with it. I love Pentagon Jr. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, that guy's he's badass. Definitely, shows you the new kind of evolving. 
If you haven't seen any of his stuff, here. you should watch him on Lucha Underground. He's fantastic. Yeah, no, he's Pentagon's one of those. He's he's amazing. Yeah, the whole story, the whole story with Vampiro is fucking dope, and their match is bloody as shit. It was awesome. So that that that's wild. Breaking news in the middle of the podcast. Nice. Right there. Um, the whole Gap. point. Well, don't gloss over this. The whole point of that match was Asuka officially moving to SmackDown. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah. I like what they did here. They gave her some heat back because the Iconics had kind of gained a little bit of heat the week before. Now Asuka comes in and kind of wrecks house against the three of them. Asuka, I feel, is back. I'm a little appeased from WrestleMania. Sexually. With the caveat of let's see where this is going. And somebody didn't mute their phone. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm sure I have more SmackDown notes here. Uh, Gallows and Anderson, again, no, no debut, just a video package. But hopefully they'll push them, you know. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I don't like they just showing their picture and, hey, they're coming. Yeah, right. really fucking bugs me. They're coming. And then, of course, oh, I wrote, oh, my fucking God, that stupid lettering, because the bar was there, and, you know, it, I just don't understand what the goddamn fucking lettering Yeah, it seems I like don't they'll get, get rid of it for two weeks, and then they bring it back. And it's always bad, and it's always cringy. It's it seems like it seems like the gen- it seems to me like it's one of those things where people kind of realize like in a WWE production area, you know, team and whatnot that it probably isn't working, but there's someone still fighting for it to keep it around. But at the same time, like, I think it's just it's not working. Have you no come across it. anybody that has said like, "Hey, I love it." I haven't noticed one person say a good thing about it. It's not. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's fucking. It's it's it, 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 stop. Like now. It's insulting to your own product. And it just looks like shit. It it kills your legitimacy. Well, it looks if like you shit. want any legitimacy, even though I know you're sports entertainment, you're not trying to claim you're wrestling anymore. But do you want to be a sideshow or be fucking taken serious as a fucking act? It just looks like shit. Oh, Jenna Jameson shows. Oh up yeah, hey, some titties. All right, young Jenna Jameson. Good lord, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Before she lost oh her mind. Oh my goodness. And her figure. And those titties are just. This is, this is prime. Jenna Jameson right here. This is prime. This is like when we were wanking off to her. By the way, if you guys want to know what we're watching, uh, once again, it is... ECW Living Dangerous in 1998. There you go. Uh, go eventually, you'll be able to see these in a live stream while we record. I have to go wank to Jenna Jameson when I get home here. Yeah, I'm going to look up some old Oh, my God. She was... Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Look at the <laughs> too. I mean, good oh, Lord. Wow. Whole package. Oh, my Lord. Although, why the polka dots? I, I don't care. <laughs> They're stars, I mean, actually. Good Lord. Oh, aren't they? Well, I... Tells you how much I'm yeah. really paying attention. I'm looking at the tits. ACW. God I see bless white you. dots and God tits. Bless you. This is what I miss about about the arrest. Hey, and our, it's our good friend, Just oh, Incredible, friend of the podcast. Yeah, Just Incredible retweeted us the other day. It was he, awesome. Yeah, one thing I do miss about we definitely um, support Justin. I, one thing I was always a big fan of was porn stars in wrestling. Yes, I, I always love that. You know, XP, XP, XPW the 90s did it for a fun time, yep. weren't they? Yes, XPW did it. Um, ECW, of course, did it. TNA, I think, did it maybe once. Yeah. Um, but, dude, uh, I would so welcome. And they're smart enough to put Jenna next to Nicole Bass for oh that my contrasting God. hotness. Just God. to make Jenna look that much better. Oh, oh God. And the boner I did have is gone. Cause... Nicole Bass wasn't very attractive. Oh, Jesus, that's scary. She is so red. So manly. Anyway. She's a man. Anyway. Compared anyway. with balls. Um, One thing I found, I found, interesting, my... I found okay. interesting about SmackDown, the entrances for the main event... They had Styles come out, and then Rusev English, and then Brian. 
Yes. Like, it was a weird intro. Like, um, huh? Also, real quick, our uh, truth is another apparently uh, member of the shake shake up. He's a and apparently he doesn't know what day of the week it is, and that's a gimmick or a joke. Our truth is one of those amazingly dropped opportunities in WWE history. Okay. I remember him first coming up with uh, with the Road Dog. Yep. Yep. Then he went to Impact, or back then TNA Wrestling. Kind of became, you know, kind of learned how to work. Kind of built the fan base up for him. You know, then he came back to the WWE with the R-Truth gimmick. Apparently, rumor has the Vince originally kind of envisioned him as the black Eddie Guerrero. But, but that, of course, has dropped very quickly. And ever since then, it's been just an up and down, mostly downs for R-Truth in the WWE. And yeah. here we are rehashing. And it's just, Tom Dream just kissed Jenna James, and it just gives me a, just... That guy's kissed some of the hottest fucking chicks, dude. And yeah. then he wipes his mouth like he didn't enjoy it. Like he may have just gotten chlamydia. Yeah, well, he probably, he, he probably yeah. did. He probably just tasted He sperm. probably still has herpes. She probably just swallowed probably tasted a lot of dicks. Still to this day. Whenever you kiss Jenna Jameson, you really kind of, or any porn star for that matter, you risk tasting man. Yes. Lots of penis. Lots of sperm, really. For the SmackDown main event, we have uh, Styles Bryan versus Rusev English. It's a good match. DQ finish. Nakamura is uh, obsessed with AJ's testicles. Always going for those balls. Always going for AJ's balls. All up in there. And you have to engage. It's like, why? Why is he giving me the balls? <laughs> right before the match, uh, we have Daniel Bryan, actually. In the, to, just to, just a back there. Daniel Bryan in the back uh, being interviewed. And then uh, who shows up behind him? Cass. Big Cass making his return. And he basically... Uh, Makes fun of Brian's height and says, "So you're what everybody's talking about." And it, it, so essentially, it looks like there's a cast versus Daniel well, Bryan. Rumor has it they're gonna, they're going to try to use Daniel Bryan to get Big Cass over as a legitimate heel, uh, which whatever. I don't, I don't. I mean, I hate Big Cass. He's just test to me. Oh, last athletic test. That's what he is. Okay, he's. Yeah, I mean, let's try this again. He's worked so well the first fucking time. I, I think he could get over just not in that context. Do something else. I I mean the, the Enzo and, and Cass thing was obviously it, it ran its course. It was. I mean, mm. I, I mean it's just I guess if you're gonna try to get him over, the person to do it is Daniel Bryan. I would have brought him back two weeks ago and put him as fucking Braun's actual tag team partner and pushed them as a couple giants yep. for a few yep. fucking months. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But what do I know? Uh, so, oh, also, the, real quick, sorry, casket match, Rusev and Undertaker is back on. Yes. There's no Jericho again, which I feel at this point was all a work. Nah, the story, yeah, again, the story there is that, um, essentially, uh, it was supposed to be Rusev Taker, the casket match, Rusev made a little smart kind of comment Very Twitter. softly, Very brother. softly, it's a joke. But, of course, you know, backstage, many of the especially veteran production staff members are very kind of uh, cautious not to piss off any of the big-time veteran wrestlers, Undertaker being one of the primary. Uh, so, supposedly, um, they were afraid that Taker's going to be offended. They pulled Strowman, from, you know, Strowman uh, Rusev for the match kind of as a punishment. It got back to Taker. Taker, of course, doesn't give a fucking shit because why the fuck would he? And he, at that point, they just put Rusev back Taker's not on Twitter. Like, who gives a yeah, shit? Well, he's, he is, what the fuck does he care? I feel like uh, Taker, when he was pretty much the guy running the fucking locker room, yeah. that Taker would have given a shit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. This yeah. Taker's going, 
What do I care? Modern Taker has more going to his life and just he's older, he's wiser, he's not quite as He doesn't have any reason to bury Russo. Yeah, there's no reason for him anymore. This isn't the Undertaker of ten years ago. You know, so I mean yeah, so Russo Taker's back on, it's getting the exact same way as we thought with the Russo probably getting buried. Whatever. You know what? Here's my theory. Rusev is gonna actually bury Taker. Taker's never lost a casket match, am I wrong? He has. He has? Yes. Okay. Well I'm wrong. But you what what I'm getting at here is Rusev buries him, literally buries him, you never see Undertaker again. I know, but would it not be fitting? It's a good end. You literally bury him, it's over. We never have to see him again. Mark Calloway can age gracefully. Or ungracefully, but we don't have to watch it. So one thing about the upcoming Greatest Royal Rumble God. show is that the show is being built basically as a big propaganda tool by the Saudi government. Uh, they're not allowing single men to sit in the front rows. It's all going to be nothing but families. And so expect a very family-friendly faces-go-over show. Don't expect anything to rock the boat. Don't expect any upsets. Expect Roman to be Brock Lesnar. It's on at 9 a.m. Pacific. Are you guys watching? Uh, on Friday. I'm sorry. First of all, 9 a.m. Pacific on Friday. David and I are at work. Yeah. I'll be taking my kids to school, so I probably will. We're all going to watch it later. And I'm going to fucking skip through it. I'm not going to. I'll be honest. I might watch the Greatest Royal Rumble, but I really just don't. I don't give a shit shit about 50 fucking. Nothing comes of it. They don't get a title shot. What's the point of watching? It's just fun to watch. Is it? Is it fun? In the heat. In the heat. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of big sweaty men. I think that's why Vince McMahon's going to be in the back. Over under one dead wrestler on heat stroke. But dude, Vince McMahon is going to be like fat and furiously in the back. Oh, he's going to be just masturbating with his money. He's going to, yeah, no, he's going to be rubbing money. It's just big sweaty men. All around him, big sweaty men. All right, so NXT and, uh... Dragano's promo was good. Open the show, it was good, short. I liked it. Of course, because you know, and then we you got, got his Alistair wife Black over right yeah. there in that fucking promo. We got Gorgano and Alistair Black next week, so I'm excited about that. And yeah, Alistair only had to come out and say about three words. Of course, Ricochet crushed some job jobber, and that was awesome. His finisher is fantastic. That Ricochet, love it. Ricochet is not long for NXT. No, that'll be the main roster turn around later. Yeah. But and then we'll get a, a Ricochet Alistair Black feud first. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, and then we got War Machine beating some jobbers. Yeah. Or War Raiders. War Raiders. War Raiders. It was good. Yeah, yeah. whatever. And uh, I'm sorry, Baszler is so fucking awful on the goddamn mic. She's she just doesn't terrible. do it for me. That man. was the She's worst backstage promo She's I've seen so in years. bad on the mic. Like, I don't mind the badass look that the MMA thing they're doing. Like, I, it's, I'm not crazy about it, but it's not, it, she just doesn't need to talk because yeah. every time she has, she completely kills it. Yeah. Well, and I'm just like, uh it's wow. like I listened to a, a podcast this week with Goldberg on it, and he talked about when he came into WCW. He came in because he was actually, actually talked to Vince McMahon first, mm-hmm. but he wanted to completely control his character because he had a fucking idea of wanted, what he wanted to do, and that involved not talking yes. for a long time that. and just letting beating the shit out of people be his voice. Yep, and that should have been Shayna Baszler. No, mm-hmm. just. Let her beating the shit. That should be Ronda Rousey too. Yeah, well, you Ron. should be doing that. Honestly, I mean, what's funny is with them, with with those two, mm-hmm. uh, they're both just so bad right now on the mic. Yeah, but true. their in ring stuff is great. So I think both of them have the the future. But just Chana shouldn't be talking. No, she should. 
just let her be a badass running through just people. Complete poo poo. She didn't have to walk through spikes or anything and breathe out smoke. I mean, she's not Goldberg. But anyway, so, listen, listen to uh, the Scott Kaplan podcast this week with with Goldberg. It was a fun interview. You also should look forward to Justin Credible's documentary he's he's filming. It looks really good, and he's been giving us some love lately. So yeah, no, I'll be watching that for sure. I will definitely. Honestly, I've been as he uh, just gets yeah, as he wrestles Tommy Dreamer on our screen right here. Um, Much respect to Justin. Oh, he's putting Tommy and there's an old school Tombstone pile driver. Dude, him and Lance Storm were so fucking good together. They were just. That's when I got I got became a big fan of Justin Credibles, um, and then I liked X Factor. Him, Albert, and X Pac. I didn't live. You know, didn't I was I, bummed that the um, the Impact players never got to run together as a team in the WWE. I know. I don't know why they didn't. Because that, they didn't value any of them, dude. They, they valued Lance Storm a little bit. Obviously, they gave them the Un-Americans gimmick, but the IC title on the they never valued Justin Credible. No, ever. I I really enjoyed the X Factor and their theme song. Um, yes. Anyway, uh, was that all we had for NXT? Yeah. No, Killian Dane and... Uh, oh, Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan. Sorry. Which, uh, actually, we're just going to mention that here because uh, we'll, we'll go a little more in depth. That's our match of the week. Yeah. So, uh... And then you have Candice LeRae and, um... Selena, Selena Vega. Selena Vega, yeah. Uh, that was honestly just... Right. They, were, they were ending a, few. a fucking few because those two, uh... That was another announcement. Is uh, almost is moving to SmackDown with Selena Vega. With Selena Vega, which, by the way, this is something we talked about a few weeks ago. We don't like it because we all believed he could have stayed there in NXT for a while and really been that mainstay anchor. Yeah, threat. I think they're gonna bury him there. NXT uh, SmackDown. I don't know. I think. I mean, uh, well, I don't know because they they did bring Vega with him, so. it's possibility, but how often? How long do they keep managers around? Like, I mean, uh, I know this match is kind of being the rest. It's kind of being, you know, built as the wrestling show. I hope so. And if anything's gotten over, you know, almost it's his ability to wrestle. This so I mean, this, this, he, I think he has a better chance to make it there than he does on Raw. I mean, I can't argue him and Alistair Black and him and Gar- Gargano. You know, five star matches. Stuff, I mean, I think he'll have some great stuff in SmackDown, but I, I don't know. I think he probably would better stay in NXT probably a little longer. Yeah, I, I, I'm but, I agree with you on that one. Just because I thought they just brought him up just for the sake of bringing him up. Yeah. They don't really have anything planned for him. And that's always the kiss of death in the modern WWE. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. That's about that. Um, Alright, guys. Uh, 205 Live. Wasn't much to talk about there. No, um, not this week. Although the main event, um, it was. Uh, let's see, this is there. This is why I should have taken my notes. Um, I did terrible too. I forgot to take notes. The main event wasn't bad. Watch it. We'll leave it at that. It's gotten significantly better, but sometimes you can get lost. It in should the have been part of fucking NXT, and I'd be more willing to take notes for one show. Yeah, they, re- they really need to combine the two shows. It was also, they really need to. It, 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 that that's that's what we're gonna give you for two hundred five live. But if you're really looking for something, their their um their main event was great. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was fantastic. So let's go into something really cool then. Let's talk about the the show on that Shay. Let's uh. We're going to do that uh, after a break, real okay. quick, guys. And uh, we'll be right back with that and the end of our show. All right, we're back. And we're going to go ahead and uh, review this Bruno Sammartino versus Larry Zabisco showdown at Shea Stadium. 
Dick rock hard. Now, basically, I'm going to open up. Um, I did watch the regular match, but it did not stick with me. What stuck with me was the fucking goddamn Michael Cole, Mick yeah. Foley. So, my notes real quick. I'm just going to read them. And then we'll go into the match, and you guys can really break it down, and I'll, I'll interject where I can, because i got a few thoughts on it. But, um, why the fuck is this redub with Michael Cole and Mick Foley? Because Vince thinks we're all retarded, and we need, you know... Well, of all people. Of all people, Michael Cole, right? I was on Mick Foley, clearly, but Cole... No, Mick uh, was actually great. And Mick was great. Mick's always great. But Michael Cole, not, not, not really so much. No, I'm sorry. Michael Cole's so Why, so why did you get Jim Ross to call it? Um, there, yeah, exactly. I mean, this was obviously recorded around that time that he was still in the company. Well, even so, he's still on good terms with them now. Yeah, he would do it. He would do he it. He likes now. money. Yeah, he enjoys money. Uh, there was uh, there was a sign out in the stand, sign uh, crowd that said, "We want blood, Bruno." Yeah, which, oh, uh, that was great. Which is just fantastic. Um, they weren't reacting to the match in the slightest. No, they're they were having a conversation because this was the end of a show. Yes. And they've pretty much given up on calling the match at this point. Yeah. Um, they were taking a lot of shots at Larry Zabisco for taking the uh, Living Legend moniker from Bruno. Yeah, the whole angle there was that, uh, of course, San Martino had trained, San Martino had trained Zabisco. Uh, they've been taking champions for a little while there in 1978. And then uh, Zabisco, wanting to break out on his own, step out of the Legend's sh- uh, shadow, uh, turned on his trainer and his mentor and uh, attacked him brutally. At MSG with a steel chair blooding him. Fucking and fantastic storyline. Classic storyline, classic heel work by Zabisco. Uh, they feuded for quite a while here, finally leading up to this massive blow off steel cage match at Shea Stadium out, outdoors, which is fucking rad as shit. Yep. Uh, steel cage max. Uh, San Martino was over as, as you know, the motherfucker. His motherfucker. And Zabisco was as hated as any heel I've ever seen. It was, I mean, and, and the match does not disappoint. Uh, just the last few uh, dub remarks here. Um, apparently, Larry Zabisco almost went pro on the PGA Tour. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Uh, Mick drops that bit of knowledge, and if Mick Foley says it, I'm going to pretty much I'm going to take it as Foley's gone. Um, Mick also mentions John Wayne Gacy, the killer Fine. clown, yeah, which me people. and David, yeah. who are real serial killer buffs, um, yeah, that, yeah. Oh no! I talked to Chubb. I, I know. I know quite a bit about serial killers more than I probably Matt, should. Well, that makes three of us. I got a little hard. I masked a full erection, guys. <laughs> right. Diamond. I like know all about John Wayne Gacy. And uh, as the match ends, uh, Foley takes a shot at the Mets, saying uh, there hasn't been this much excitement in Shea in about two decades. <laughs> no, but the match. Now let's get on to the actual. Yeah, match. Dude, the match was some classic, classic heel work. Star, you know, classic work there. It's old, it's old fashioned. You're not gonna see any jumps off the top of the cage, anything like that. This, nope. this you're not gonna see any you know, suplexes off the you top of the of, cage. You got a lot of Zabisco trying to escape out of the top of the cage, yeah. but that was just selling the heel thing. He trying, trying to get away from him. Yeah, because this one San Martino came at him with like a ball of fire, was beating the shit out of him. And of good. course, and this Bisco just knew, okay, I get the fuck out of here. And then he opened him up, too. Yeah, he busted him up. By the was, end, yeah, he did. It, it wasn't as brutal as, like, uh, Magnum TA versus No, Tully but Blanchard. for 1970-whatever it, it was, it, it was, was pretty, pretty brutal for the day. Brutal. It was pretty brutal for the day. I mean, Sam Martin kept throwing him headfirst into the steel cage. Eventually. And by the way, that's legit chain-link fence. Yes. That is yeah. not yes. the cage of today. That is legit. Chain-link they fence. They ordered yeah. chain-link fence from a fucking company and fixed yes. it around that yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah eventually Zabisco got busted open. Uh, San Martino's arm got busted open yeah. pretty badly. 
Uh, San Martino eventually won the match by uh, walking directly through the cage. Which was the only way to win. There and was I, no pin, there was no climbing. Yeah, if you could climb. You no, could climb. They, uh, they, according to Cole and Mick Foley, mm-hmm. exiting through the door was the only way to win the match. And why is Abisco trying to attempt to climb? Just against? trying to run away. Just trying to run away, trying to run away which works for the narrative. Fair enough, well, yeah. It really sense. works for the narrative. Uh, Zabisco going, oh god, I'm, I'm in over my head. And San Martino, the face going, no, no, you get the fuck back here. You're well, not yeah, running away. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, the story yeah. works for it does. Those. It was a great match. And afterwards, of course, uh, Zabisco tried to almost kind of make up with San Martino, or at least try to kind of say, okay, you're the better man, try to raise his arm. And how San Martino responded? Popping him in the face a couple times. And this is another thing in uh, Cole and Foley's thing, is they both didn't know that happened. Foley was taken aback. As Why he's not? recording it, because he's going, I had no idea this was part of history. This is what happened. He actually attacks Abisco. Yeah. Which was actually maybe the best part of the commentary. Yeah. Was that was the only genuine moment that they felt like they were watching the match? Yeah. But it was, it was it's a great storyline, great match. If you ever, you know, a lot of people maybe aren't into wrestling pre-1984 just because a lot of us are just kind of entrained in Vince McMahon's world just to only care about things that happened during his you know, Reign as the king of Even wrestling. But he, doesn't he do the announcements for that match? Not in that match. No. Oh, actually, I think you're right. I think he, he might have. Yeah, it's him, him, him in the ring. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, if you ever get a chance, you know, want to see some classic old-school wrestling from before the time of Hulk Hogan and the WWF, take a look at San Martino versus Abyssal. Yeah, it was it's, good. I enjoyed it. It's awesome. It's classic. It's brutal. The crowd's fucking nuts. Very you nice. know, it's Very definitely nice. worth watching. And, hey, if you want to watch it uh, either on the network or the way I found it on Google with the with the announcing. Either way, you're going to enjoy the match. Hell yeah! Dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it was it was really good stuff. So um, we got our historic match of the week. It's my pick this week. So obviously we know who's involved in the match. Yes, yes. it is uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. against Ultimo Dragon, WCW Worldwide, uh, September nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. This is really like the prime. WCW cruiserweight era. This is when they are putting up fantastic matches on TV. It was at that point where basically the best work came out of WCW was from the cruiserweight division and you know, and other things from the USA division where they had you know Regal and the like and Jericho and Benoit. But you know, yeah, the cruiserweight division was prime at that point. And Dragon and Mysterio were the actually this was right before Dragon actually left the company. Actually. Yeah, I believe so. Because yeah, this was the time that, that uh, Mysterio's got the question mark trunks. Yeah, which yeah. is what came out in I believe WCW NWO Revenge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was really like to me like the pinnacle of WCW. That was and that game that came out. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of it. And then after that, it all you know kind of started to fall downhill like a piece of shit rolling down a muddy slope. And yeah. I mean, my two favorite guys to use in that game were Ultimo Dragon and Rey Mysterio. Yeah, mine too. They were fun. They, yeah. You could do so much shit yeah. with them. Malenko was fun too. Uh, Malenko was, yeah, because you had so many moves to work with. Yeah. And, and those games were great. Those They were fantastic. And then uh, our current match of the week, Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan. They put, fun. They, I mean, Dane got got his nose bloodied yeah, uh, legitimately, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Uh, Halfway through the match, and he wrestled with a bloody face the rest of the match, which good. gave it such a better feel. It was so good through the narrative that it wasn't yeah. distracting blood, but it was still, dude, his face, like, oh, he may looked, have broken looked, his nose. Yeah, You're, yeah. As soon as you see that, you go, he may have, because it happened where Dave, uh, and then he Solomon was coming off the top rope or something. Yeah. yeah, it was, 
It was a fantastic match. It's good um, stuff with two big guys like that. That's what you need to do with Sullivan, though, is make him a fucking monster. He can be the next Kane. Oh, yeah. And you don't need to put fucking stupid costume and backstory on him. They need to have he him can talk be that demented less. fucking deranged giant. They need to have him talk a little less. His promos are... Actually, he's less cringeworthy than some guys. He's That's true. He's less cringeworthy than Ronda. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's like the worst, but I think... I get what you're saying, but... Yeah, I mean, it's probably better for the character whether he's good on the mic or not if you want him to be a monster. Bam, uh, bam, Diggle's moonsault was always something fun to watch. By the way, so. this Taz match is right before he goes to WWE. Am I wrong? Yeah, pretty close to that time. Because I mean, I've seen the footage of him coming down to the ring with the TV title. That's pretty so close many to that times. time. I think oh, it was 98. So no, he was still there for like a good another year. Yeah, about another year. About another year. So, yeah, so. How long after did the, this did Bam Bam pass? A couple years, a while later. He, was he, it? Yeah. Wow. I thought he died in a lot. Remember, he went to WCW. That, I thought this this, this is, happens. This is 98. This is going to be after WCW. No, he jumped WCW in 99. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So, Bam Bam survived another good two, three, four years. Actually, he was a lot of I love Bam Bam in WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, really liked, uh, you know, I was a big fan of WCW was uh, Hugh Morris, or Humorous. Uh-huh. Even though he went on to be a fucking known asshole. He is a son of a bitch. He's a real fucking brick. But I really, I, I think I enjoyed the name Humorous and Hugh Morris and just the... General Erection. He died in 2007 as a drug overdose. Bam Bam, yes. Yes, he did. Oh, so this was almost nine years before. Yeah, that, okay. Well, fair enough. But anyway, guys. Bam Bam Erection. That's so pretty much what we got for you this week. I know the second segment wasn't that long, but I really had to pee, so we cut it. Uh-huh. We're we're not gonna lie to you around here. We're not gonna yeah. edit shit. We're gonna we're gonna pretty much we're gonna give start you a maybe raw, doing some more uh, more more videos. You're gonna see you're gonna see Content. us continue to get better and all. Yes. One thing we haven't done in a few weeks, Jason. Go ahead and plug that that Patreon. Oh, the Patreon, the IWC Nation Patreon. Um, just to support us, if any little bit would help, uh, check out our Patreon. And we are all. I mean, Jason is doing his thing. David and I are, are working fucking long weeks, and we fit this into our schedule, so any little bit to help us out do it, doing yeah, it. I'm a disabled vet who works at home, so I mean, this, I don't this, feel like this, we're this podcast is going to be my life. My life. His life. I'm putting as much time into this as I can as well, because uh, I want to get more people listening, and uh, I, love wrestling. I want you, who's listening right now, right now you, to listen again. Please. So, uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Check out our Facebook group. Come back and let's diddle you. Yeah. And, um. Diddling. Never, never, never trust Vince McMahon. Unless, you are, unless you are a big sweaty man. Big sweaty man. Goodbye, guys. Have a good week. <laughs>